right about him. I'm always right. It's like when I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. That makes sense. Come on. All right, all right, all right, all right. Episode 22, back in the building. You know what I it thought. is. Episode 22. Uh, got a couple legendary athletes here for us. Reese uh, briefed me unsurprisingly on who he's going with, so we'll lead it off there. Uh, take Listen, it away. We're both going the Jesuit route. I'll tell you that now. Factuals. And this was a lot harder than – this would have been a lot harder if things didn't happen this year, but this was actually a lot harder because there was a lot of people, one that would not be mentioned by me, who wore 22, who were – arguably the greatest at their positions in their sports like a lot of them like it was like i was like oh my gosh like i'm not gonna name any because i don't want to take away from whomever you might name but it's you're, you it look, won't be any of them you can shout out emmett smith if you'd like i'm not i know, I know you to, the eagle fan and you would love that. to so i'm not going to do that at all but like what was it brett hall like i think yep. he's number 22 like it's it's a lot of dudes in their sport that is just like you you're arguably the best at your position in your sport possibly ever or at least for a stretch when you were there but my honorary one that i gotta say before i say the real one is mike schmidt to me and to a lot of people the greatest third baseman of all time um ohio native i was at i was in athens ohio his hometown he i believe is the only athlete in athens ohio history to have his jersey retired at their high school that he went to for baseball he, uh, they also hate him, by the way. Very, very interesting situation. They do not like that man, even though he is the number one export ever from <laughs> Athens, Ohio. And that city is literally ran by the University of Ohio, not Ohio State, but the University of Ohio and all of the churches around them. And everybody I met in that city, which was extremely nice, extremely nice people were like, fuck Mike Schmidt. But it's neither here nor there. The greatest third baseman in my <laughs> I'm going to need to look into this one. You do look into it because, you know, they was like, oh, you're from Philly. It's like, oh, so, you know, who Mike Schmidt is I was like, yeah, yeah. Philly's the greatest third baseman. He was like, yeah, we don't do Mike Schmidt around. Here. I was like, why? And he was like, well, he's from here. And I was like, why? Like, it was like <laughs> Athens, Ohio was known for two things. You can't Mike tell Schmidt anyone. and hating Mike Schmidt. No, <laughs> I tell people why they hate Mike three Schmidt. things, <laughs> three things. Mike Schmidt hating Mike Schmidt and the movie Split was based off of their town. That's tough. That's a tough one. <laughs> That's a, that's a hell of a trifecta, man. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's like starting out with Michael Jordan Pippen and you getting the Rodman. That's what that. That's what that is. It's just like, ah. like kind of yeah, fell off mentally say, there. So, so no one wanted to divulge why they don't like Mike Schmidt. Oh, they they were very honest about it. They were like, oh, Mike okay. Schmidt shits on Ohio any chance that he gets. That was one. When he yeah. came and got his jersey retired at the high school. He drove up in a limo, got out the car, walked to the podium, gave us a, a quick speech, got off the podium, went to his limo and drove out of town. Didn't stay to see the jersey go up. Didn't do anything. Little ASAP Rocky made an America style set. Trash. I hated that, but he made it made up for it at at, um, at Firefly years later. It's still one of the greatest performances I've ever seen in my life. And then they were like, also, whenever they have uh, reached out to Mike Schmidt to help do anything in that city or town. He literally acts like, like new phone who this like what? What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like Georgia, Greece, <laughs> Athens, Greece. Like no, Mike, oh like, the Olympics right must be back on. They want me to carry the torch. You dig, and it was funny because they were like, we get it. Like you made millions, you left the city, you made something of yourself. But 
to like actively like crap on a place where you came from. It just doesn't feel right. And it's such a small place. Like Athens, Ohio population is probably one, maybe two neighborhoods in Philadelphia. So like it is like a very small area. So it was like the fact that this one guy made it out and then he disowned the place where he made it out. And these people are proud to be from Athens. That's what's cool too. Like they were like, no, we're from Athens. Like it's just what it is. We live here. We're going to probably die here. We work here. We want to make this one of the best areas. And he just like, fuck all that. But the real number 22 <laughs> that I'm giving this to is a man who just passed earlier this year. And then once he passed, everybody started pretending like they knew how great of a player he was, which annoyed me because he, to me, and to me, for me growing up, like being a Sixers fan, I knew who this man was because arguably he's the greatest Laker ever. If you just look at the statistics, yeah, he didn't win a championship, but the year he, his team won a championship, his kneecap broke in half. Like what, what do you want from the guy? Like he had to retire because he had one leg. Also pretty much none of those Laker teams were winning championships at that time. The Lakers teams never won championships until, you know, uh, unless you include them in the Indianapolis days until, you know, the, the GOAT came over to give, give the logo one of them. And then it kind of became, OK, we rolling now. But it's neither here nor there. We're not talking about <laughs> Jerry got his petty one and nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about arguably the greatest Jesuit basketball player of all time. I'm going to say arguably because in college, I think there's like three or four people who can make the case for college. But in the pros, to me, hands down, the greatest Jesuit basketball player of all time. We're talking about a man who was the first overall pick in the 1958 draft. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the first overall pick that was black in any major sport in North America. I believe he's the first. Because um, Wilt was acquired from the Globetrotters. So that wasn't yeah. drafting. Bill was number two, I think. Yeah, I think he's the first black number one pick out of any major league in the North America. Small Ford. Played for the Minneapolis slash Los Angeles Lakers from 1958 to 1971. He also was a coach, an assistant coach, and an interim coach for the New Orleans Jazz when Jazz actually made sense to be called the Jazz. Same same with the Minneapolis Lakers. Yeah, there's no lakes around the Staples Center, but, you know, we digress. NBA champion technically in 1972, but he retired early from a broken kneecap. He gets it. He gets it. I I hope he got a ring. I, he, I think he technically got a ring, but I think they always say he doesn't have a championship, which to me doesn't make any sense because in the NFL, if you get hurt in game six and your team was a championship, you still get a ring. So how is it? I'm pretty oh. sure Dustin Pedroia played three games in 2018 and he got a ring. He may not have played any games and he still got a ring. Yeah, I don't I don't know how they do that in the NBA, but 11-time NBA All-Star, NBA All-Star game MVP, um, 10-time NBA first team, 10-time NBA first team. Most players don't even get 10 NBA teams when it comes to all team, all yeah, NBA they teams. Don't, m- most players don't play 10 NBA seasons. That's also a great point. NBA rookie of the year, part of the 35th, and this is how old he is, part of the 35th anniversary team and the 50th anniversary all-time And team. he will be on the 75th team. You goddamn right. Number 22 was retired by the Los Angeles Lakers. He was the NCAA Final Four Most Outstanding Player in 1958. Consensus All-American, as you can guess. Seattle Redhawks retired his number 22 for the Jesuits. You dig? And he was – this is one that I love that a lot of people don't know. He was the NBA Executive of the Year in 2006. And this man was in some ways blackballed from the NBA 
because he was actually bringing up with the issues he was having with the Clippers in like the Donald Sterling era. And everybody was just like ignoring it and acting like it wasn't a big thing until later on in time when Donald Sterling got ousted. Well, he made more money selling the team because he was forced to than he did buying it. So I don't know if he really got ousted, but everybody was like, oh, yeah, Elgin Baylor was telling us about this. The man, the legend, never a myth, Elgin Gay Baylor. This man is someone that you youngest need to look into. 27.4 points per game, career average, 13.5 rebounds per game, 4.3 assists per game, Hall of Fame inductee in 2006, the same year he won executive of the year. This man is so great that his accolades don't even do justice to whom he is because the story that I'm going to let Ivan describe about him really justifies who he is as a player. Ivan, do you want to tell the people what our favorite highlight of Elgin Gay Baylor's career is? We're talking his military year? You damn right we're talking the military year. (laughs) By the way, uh, his basketball reference, his nickname is just rude. Uh, I hope no one actually ever called him Aches and Pains as a nickname. That's dog. And then I thought Frank Thomas had uh, owned this one, but apparently he was called the Big Hurt as well, which again, what the fuck? So disrespectful, dog. Motormouth is a great nickname, but I feel like it was used in a derogatory way at that yes. time frame. I'm going so. with that. Yes, I'm going <laughs> to concur. Going to 100%. So concur we won't go with, with that, that. But yeah, let's talk Elgin Baylor. Uh, I'll make, I want to make sure we're not butchering this. You know, we've told this story on the pod before. Um, let's see what year this was. Where is it here? All right, so this was in 62, I believe. Is that? Uh, No, 61-62, played only 48 games, still scored over 1,800 points, Um, basically playing. He was on active duty in Washington State, so basically just playing on the weekends, like as a little, you know, just playing for fun. Um, He also... Uh, in game five of the NBA finals against those dynasty Celtics had 22 rebounds where he also set a still standing NBA record for points in NBA finals game was 61 Um, in the seven game series loss. He averaged 40.6 points and 18 rebounds. Something like I don't ever want to hear somebody say Elgin Baylor didn't win a title just a weekend getaway. The Lakers didn't win the title. Elgin Baylor played. The Lakers lost it for (laughs) The Lakers lost the title. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, like I could, I can see the argument. Any team in that time frame that took that, those Celtics teams to seven. Sure. Give them a ring. (laughs) And what did he finish? Fourth in MVP voting after only playing half the season? Uh, I want to say it was. It, it was top five. It was uh, that's how great year was. That's how great his forty-four games was. That he finished top five in MB, MVP voting the year that Will Chamberlain averaged fifty point two points per game. Oscar Robertson uh, averaged Oscar, a triple double, a triple dip on him. And Bill Russell was just being Bill Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Highest points per game for his career, I believe, that year though. I think he got what eighteen. Nah, probably. You know, <laughs> he got lucky. He made a couple. <laughs> Let me pull it up. Yeah, we, we've referenced this so many times. I'm shocked I don't have this memorized at this point. And I just, he came I just, fourth. 
for uh, okay, I was right. Yeah, about Bill that. Russell logically with 51 uh, first place votes, um, 19 points a game, 23 and a half rebounds, four assists, four and a half assists. Let's get it correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a great, great all around uh, year. The rest of those guys kind of sucked. And don't forget that you know they didn't even record blocks back then. So yeah, he probably had 35 a game of those too. So did Will to go with his 50 <laughs> points and 25 rebounds. But hey, guy, that guy just talked too much. <laughs> He's a real motor mouth. <laughs> yeah, too, too busy sleeping around. <laughs> Dude, even when you say that out loud, you just read those stats and you're just like, come on, man. <laughs> and you could argue neither one of them deserved it. Because <laughs> you look at Oscar. Playing 40. But yeah, the other funny thing about Wilt, he was averaging more than 48 minutes a game. <laughs> That's how bad that Philadelphia Warriors team was. Where they it just was kept like, going overtime. Just, everything just to Wilt, pump his numbers. And the games probably ended in like 80, 85, and he's getting 50 of them. It's like, dog, can somebody else get 20? <laughs> yeah, okay. Let, let's take a look. But yeah, Oscar Robertson 30, 12 and a half, and 11 and a half. Um, I'm looking at the 61, 62 Philadelphia Warriors. Um, let's see how many points per game do you average? Please, please, please be laughably low. Like 74. <laughs> I might I might have been on that team, and I'm only 30 years old. <laughs> uh okay. No, they average 125 points a game. Ooh, which that is wild for that time. That is wild that they were averaging 125 points per game and they kept going into overtime. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, they played like this. They were what the Nets currently are. No, the Nets wished that they could have a guy averaging 50 and 25 <laughs> and not be hated. That's the thing, how, too. How many rebounds per game would, do you think is normal for a team? For a team in today's NBA? Yeah. They, also, that Philly team was averaging 111 field goal attempts per game. <laughs> <laughs> But they had 74 rebounds per game. Dog, Dan Tony ain't shit. Look at that. Team. <laughs> like so many. <laughs> I feel like the average NBA team gets around 60. Uh, okay. So league rankings. I'm going to say around 60. So I'm, I'm looking at league rankings that year. First in points, second in rebounds. I would imagine probably behind the Celtics. I'm going to say Celtics. Yeah. Uh, second assist, probably behind the Celtics. Mm-hmm. First in field goals, second in field goal attempts, probably behind the Celtics or something. <laughs> yep. Or, <laughs> I mean, or, it, or it could have been. It, I was going to say it could have been the um, what's it called? The uh, the Oscar, the Oscars Kings, because if he's putting Royals. up those types of numbers and he's getting eleven assists a game, how? Yeah, uh, that is so crazy that he was putting up those numbers. They were scoring that many points, and they went forty nine and thirty one. Wow. That's why he finished third. This is why he can't win the MVP. That, that, honestly, now I'm convinced he didn't deserve the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> you got to win more games, dude. That's why, that's why That's why. my pick, Elgin Gay Baylor, should have been at least third. Because the 44 games he played in, they probably won 30 of them. Okay, yeah. So we were pretty much right. Celtics had a lot of them. Celtics weren't first in points, which means I would imagine the Lakers were. 44 of those games. No, maybe. Lakers were sixth in points per game. I'm going to go Kings. They didn't have Elgin the whole time. I'm going to go to Kings. That Sacramento Kings team with, the with Royals, Oscar. Yeah. 
Nope. Wait. They were second. Oh no, the the Sixers were first. I'm going. We crazy. were first. Okay. I'm, I'm going crazy. Yeah. Well, Brown, no, Warriors. The Sorry, the, the Warriors, not the Sixers. The Warriors. The the team in Philadelphia. I'll, I would have loved to have seen Iverson's numbers next to Will's numbers, but it didn't really compute the right way when Will was a Sixer. You got to adjust for inflation. Oh my gosh, could you imagine? They did that on ESPN <laughs> one day. It was like if Will Chamberlain played the 61-62 season in today's NBA, this was like 2015 or whatever. They was like, what would his numbers be? And it's like, well, he wouldn't average 50, but he'll be getting 44, 21 rebounds. They'd, they'd probably like, be hacking him. Was it him? Because he would just stand like four feet behind the free throw line and just go like that, wouldn't he? Wasn't he there had, isn't that so he, he he did that. He did the grandma for a year, like the grandma Rick Barry free throws for a year. He Respect. did the um the like just one-handed joints, like he didn't even use two hands. Like Wilt did what I, I respect Wilt because he at least tried some shit. He was like, Listen, <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll try. He I'll, just played like a globe trotter even when he wasn't there anymore. You know what's crazy? Double check my stat on this. Double it's not really a stat, but double check this. The reason why the free throw line violation is because Wilt would just jump from the free throw line and just lay it in. He used to literally because he was so bad at you, just like I could just jump from here and make it. And they, they literally made it a rule where you can't go past the free throw line to touch the rim because of him. Well, he had a bunch of those. Like every like half the rules are Will Chamberlain rules. Yeah, three in the key is, is like him and Shaq. The, the lane used to be a lot more wide, and they made it shorter because he was just too dominant. Back to the basket, I think, is Will Chamberlain. Yeah, forbids the player to cross the free throw line while <laughs> shooting the free throw. I think – Condoms are mandatory. Another rule changed by the Wilt dangerous impact on the paint was that you cannot inbound pass the ball over the backboard. <laughs> <laughs> just lob it up to him. Dude, I love no just offensive goaltending. Just <laughs> that's like so insane. You know, people can't even like pass the ball in regular. And it was like, no, we could just throw it over the backboard. Will got us. Like, <laughs> just throw that shit up. It, it, it's like the classic, like, it's just such a perfect horse shot. Yeah, just yeah, right behind so the backboard, get it up over that. Yeah, that's the Larry Bird. Yeah, if you can do that, you good. But like, that's insane. Like, I remember hearing that story that Wilt was so bad at free throws that he would just jump from the free throw line. This was when that. he was in college. Uh, <laughs> during his time at the University of Kansas, teammates were throwing alley oops over the top of the backboard. <laughs> <laughs> you know how mad I would be if Wilt dunked on me from over the back. Like they threw it over the backboard, and I'm waiting from the inbound, and he just yam on me. That that was like watching uh, Kenny George play in like high school. Remember Kenny freak. George from UNC Astros? Yeah, yes, freak. <laughs> it's like, what do you do? Freak. Like, like how do you guard Taco Fall? You don't. That's the key. You don't. You know what you do? You literally you fake an injury. Up. That's what you do. Like, uh, you know, a, a friend of ours, uh, Jimmy, who Reese knows. Um, when he was in high school, if they had won, he loves telling the story. Uh, if they had won one more game his senior year, I believe it was in the state tournament, they would have played Carl Anthony Towns. They would have got eaten alive. And Jimmy was, I believe, one of the taller players on his team at probably maybe six one. Maybe and, yeah, definitely. Maybe I, I, six I was like, more. and he and he usually guarded the team's best player. And I was like, what would you have done? He's like, I would have faked an injury, like walking out to the center circle. I would have faked an injury. You know what? Honestly, I'm too much of a competitor to do that, but I might have tried to fight you. Like at the end of the day, it's oh, like I, I would have done some real dirty shit. You would have Jalen Rosen, allegedly. I, 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 but I've never it. played fair. I've always this, this <laughs> is why I enjoyed playing street ball in Philadelphia. Spoken like a true white man. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I'd say it's more of a non-athlete. You have to yeah. find little cheap ways to get See, around people's athleticism. I'm not, I'm not letting Ivan do that. Ivan is far more. If you look at Ivan, you might be like, oh, he's not athletic. Ivan is far more athletic than people who are like a third of his size. So I'm not letting you get that off. You are way more <laughs> athletic than you pretend to be. This motherfucker be boxing, be hooping, be playing fundamentally <laughs> like soccer. <laughs> way more athletic. See, I'm not letting the people do that. Somebody's going to run up on you and be like, you're trying to challenge you. You're going to be like, I've been waiting for this day. Like, it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, check ball. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you blowing it up with your mouth? Yes, I'm that dedicated. <laughs> I did. Uh, I played a dude at uh, the park, uh, the Kendrick Center in Roxborough, for those uh, okay. yeah. uninitiated. Yeah. And it was just middle of the summer. I played this dude who was uh bigger than me more probably naturally athletic than me <laughs> at one point he played me he's like did you used to be skinnier and i was like no nah, not really i was like <laughs> i can just play <laughs> uh, that's that's so disrespectful to ask somebody that's almost like like if i'm out <laughs> that's here that's why i remember if, it <laughs> if i go into the post i'm five eight if i'm going to post like your ball ball they'll be like you did you used to be taller i might swing on you like what <laughs> like, what do you mean that i used to but be at taller? the same time i was like no nah, i mean i respect it, it was, you know because I, I do think I, you know, the classic white man, deceptive uh, athleticism, but it's also it's not like I'm athletic. Like, I'm not going to out jump someone. That's for sure. But like I'm I'll confidently put my shooting ability up with anyone who's not like a collegiate athlete. Or but you also player. have really, really fucking good hand eye coordination. Yeah, so like true. somebody might over jump. That that's the thing. That's the problem with with super athletes is that they will over jump a rebound and be like, oh, I'll get the next one where you will be like, I can see what the ball is coming off of. Like, I'll box you out and then I'll just get it. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I've always you, been you very fundamentally sound. It's also why I, I've, I'm so fundamentally sound in general that my most irrational belief in myself is that there's not a single person on the face of the earth that can beat me in every athletic competition. I, I guarantee disagree. I can outskate LeBron. I disagree. There's definitely one person, and you know there's one person Steve who will beat Nash. you. <laughs> no, no. Bo Jackson. Just because okay. you know Bo. No, but Bo's one. But Bo and Prime. Bo and Prime are different. Bo now. I think Bo now <laughs> will, will, will come out of the He's garage. got me in archery. He's got me in baseball. He's got me in football. Can Bo shoot though? Shoot he what? can jump. A, a basketball. Yeah. You think he's shooting? He Dominique Wilkins in you. He gonna be like, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm three point contest. Me versus both. Oh no, you can't. You can't pick the <laughs> type of game you play in the game. You're like we play. Uh, we play, we play. Where have we been? I don't play fair. <laughs> <laughs> we playing hoops. If we play to twenty one, you can shoot threes. He going in Dominique Wilkins and you. Like okay, good, good luck. Yeah, I think I think people like Steve Nash are the dangerous one. He's Canadian by the way, so he probably knows how to skate, knows how to play soccer, mm-hmm. but also I don't think he can hit a curveball. Also, Link, I don't think that Steve Nash is Canadian tough, though. I think he's Canadian, but I don't think Steve Nash is like the guy. Like, I've never seen a, a hockey player be like, you know, my back hurts. I can't play today. <laughs> it's an upper body injury. It's an upper body injury. I'll, I'll never forget. The most, the one that pops out, the Bruins lost the Stanley Cup finals. This was against the Blackhawks in 13, I think. And they all playoffs like, oh, Patrice Bergeron has an upper body injury, but he's going to play through it. It came out after that. He had a punctured lung. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Played yeah. every game. <laughs> I've seen NHL players play with cancer. Correct. Dog. There was a, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, the Bruins traded him to the stars. Rich Peverly. Rich Peverly, I think it was. 
he like died on the bench and like just passed out and like had to be rushed to the hospital. And when he woke up, he's like, all right, I'm ready to go back in. So what? No, you're not. Uh, that's a different breed of human being. I think those are the cons. Those that's where Genghis Khan probably stopped. He's like, you know, <laughs> this, far land, this is good. <laughs> Russia just got to, up to Alaska through there. Got yep, to Vancouver. No, nah, we're good. That's probably why they're good at hunting and grazing and like building their own food. And they, you know, what they it is? had no other option. Can- Canadians are like the descendants of Khan, but they're like descendants of like, if you don't fuck with us, we don't fuck with you. Let us just chill. Like, but also, you they're not going to be confrontational about it. But you know what's funny about that? You ever see somebody who went to war multiple times? They're the most docile person. They're like, yeah. I just want to, I just want to chill. That's what Canadians probably like. Don't make us go back their to their battles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't make us go back to our ancestors. Let us just. Well, yeah, chill I mean, you you look at every Canadian. They're all like nice, you know, Canadian hospitality. Oh, how about that? Yeah, yeah. But you catch them on the ice and you want to drop gloves. They'll just do that for fun too. Insanity. Like, and uh, they but- don't care. That's the thing, too. Think about this. If I was like, yo, Ivan, we're going to go out and we're going to have a fight. You're like, okay, cool. Ivan, we're going to go out and fight. We're going to actually go out on ice and fight. Uh, okay, we'll figure it out. Blades oh, Ivan, on our we're feet. Gonna, I, Ivan, we're going to we'll go still out. use we're our gonna, hands. We're we, we going to go out and uh, fight on ice, but we also have um deadly weapons on our toes. Huh. Oh, Ivan, also, when we do this, we're going to keep going until somebody is is knocked out. We're not going to, there's not going to be no point system. Yeah, <laughs> It's insane. Like, that's an insane thought to have. Most people won't even fight if the odds are in your favor. They're like, I'm not doing that. People be fighting people who are like six inches bigger than them, 50 pounds heavier than them. And you know you're going to lose. You look at this guy like, oh, you have no teeth and scars all in your face. But I got to do yep. it. Face looking it. like Nate Diaz, all scar tissue. Dude, did you see the Nate Diaz? Great transition. Did you see the Nate Diaz, uh, the new the vlog series, the, the, the first vlog series that the UFC put out for this upcoming weekend? For was it embedded? No, no, it wasn't that? embedded. It was like the it was like the vlogs when they put out right before embedded. It was like the one that just like kind of welcomes you into the fight and just talks about the fighters and then they. Kind oh of no, I haven't bit. seen it yet. No. Dude, that was I went in the comments. So they were like, there was four types of English they spoke today. It was it was Italian English, it was American English, it was New Zealand English, yeah. and it was Diaz and English. Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, and the Diaz was the hardest one to understand. Yeah. <laughs> yet he says the least words too. I was about to screenshot. Like it's that always the least complex words and the least amount of total words, probably. But oh, it's man. still the hardest to understand. It's probably just fuck you and your whole team. Dog, I couldn't stop laughing. I almost screenshotted just the comments, and even, I wasn't even going to send you the video. I was like, you just got to look at these comments. Look at this. What this says. So good. It's like going through the you'd be surprised comments. Just every comment gets better and better and better. Stop, man. Stop. Until you <laughs> watch it, you can't speak about the greatness. This week, I promise. This week, I will watch no, it. You're not watching it. You're not yeah, watching it. Probably not. It's already Tuesday. I'll try. The, you're not going to try. <laughs> right, but I'm going to say I'm going to try. Dog, you're going to get progress. insomnia. You're going to get insomnia one of these days. You're going to be up for 27 straight hours, and you still won't put it on. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through every single tab in my Google Chrome because I keep a lot of them open at one point for no reason. I'm gonna go through every single one, close them, get to that one, and say, not today. Not today, it, Satan. Yeah, what, 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 what? <laughs> I'm just going to amend the Game of Thrones. What do we say to the God of Death? What do we say to Brendan Schaub? Not today. Not today. <laughs> Not today. So I got to ask you, though, since we're on a UFC topic, man, let's put our picks in. We got to hold on to them. Before we do that, I, I do got to give my shout out for 22. And then we'll move on to Oh, UFC. yeah, you never did that. You never did that. What, five? Um, 
but again, like I said, going the Jesuit route, I'm going the football route. Mm. Uh, and I'm going to take you back to 1984, day after Thanksgiving. Mm. 48 yards from the end zone, a couple seconds to go mm-hmm. in the Orange Bowl. Mm-hmm. The home Miami Hurricanes on mm. defense. The Arguably Golden the Helmets. It, it's up there. The Golden Defense. Yeah, led by Bernie Kosar, legendary mm-hmm. quarterback. But a pair of roommates. And one Doug Flutie. Shout out to the Flutie Flakes. Uh, shout out to Doug Flutie, number 22. Also number oh, two look. with one of the all-time last moments of your career to ex- successfully execute a drop kick. Drop kick, yup. Doug Flutie so is one of my... Cool. One of my uh, sports. I don't have real sports heroes, but when I used to, Doug Flutie was on my list for sure. I've, like for I've walked by Doug Flutie in a sports authority, the most unassuming human being you will have ever met. If he like wasn't what? wearing like a BC super fan shirt and a Patriots hat, I, w- I wouldn't have even looked twice at Because he's what, like 5'10", like 165 he's like pounds? 5'6". Doug Flutie's a small dude. Like He's, he's a small, small dude. I but think that... Also, uh, the one thing I want to say about Doug Flutie that I've always thought is so cool that if you're not local, he's listed at 5'10". So he's like 5'7". Yeah, he's, but, he's, he's, yeah. And people don't know this if you're not local. So his hometown is Natick, Massachusetts, which is uh, Natick and Framingham Master, like right there together. And the movie theater, I've always thought this is cool just because like it, it's less cool now. But, you know, our generation, we grew up with movie theaters going to the movies and all that. His hometown movie theater, the address is 22 Flutie Pass. I was like, that's so cool that like the this staple in your hometown is just named for after you. I always thought that was so cool. Inch for inch, Doug Flutie is hands down one of the greatest athletes we've ever seen in our lives, huh? Yeah. He won the MVP in the USFL. Like that, that's what people forget. It's like he was putting up numbers there too. Doug Flutie gave the model for Drew Brees to be a small guy behind center because Doug Flutie would throw that shit up. Like, he he wasn't doing, like, the Chad Pennington dipping the North at, but he was throwing that shit up. Go ahead, take it. If you pull up his, like, Wikipedia career highlights and awards, he's got a lot. He's the, he's inch for inch. Heisman, Maxwell ever. Award, Walter Camp Award, Davey O'Brien Award, uh, Player of the Year, Unanimous All-American, retired number once again, mm-hmm. which – I don't think people realize how hard it is to get a retired number in college usually because there's just so much turnover that they usually don't retire numbers. Like you have to make such an impact in those like very few years. Uh, He won the gray cup three times, which I believe is the CFL. Yep. Yes. It's it's Uh, the CFL championship. Three times gray cup MVP. (laughs) Six times CFL's most outstanding player. Also made an NFL Pro Bowl. Also was an NFL Comeback Player of the Year. Is he the greatest North American football player ever? Because think about it. And oh, I know, hear me out. Ooh. Though. North America, because college, it, Canada, yeah, this is like a football Hall of Fame versus you know, like the, the way Springfield does the basketball Hall of Fame. This is like mm-hmm. where you have to factor in all Sabonis's all of it, European yep. numbers. Oh, he might be the greatest North American football player ever. I mean, it's still Brady, but Brady's the best NFL player ever. His college career was not great. Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah. I, I hadn't really thought about it. So, yeah, the Heisman, that's that's big. 
his numbers were tired. The high he won every offensive award you could win in college, literally. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally like every single one of he them. He probably almost gave him the bullet in the office, but he doesn't catch any passes, but he throws them. Yeah. <laughs> but I bet he could catch them. <laughs> Fun fact, he was also the losing quarterback in Tom Brady's first career win. Was he playing against the hmm, Bills? No, that was when he was in San Diego. When he hmm. was when Drew Brees was his backup, I believe. Wow. And I said it earlier, I was like, he gave Drew Brees the model. Let's see. Is that right? I know he was with uh, the Chargers. So 01 to 04, he's with the Chargers. Yeah, because he was there with Junior Seau. Yeah, and Rodney Harrison. Oh, Junior Seau, the RIP. I agree. Junior, Junior was the man. Um, yeah, so Drew Brees would have been a real. We talked about earlier. Junior had a mohawk. Junior did have a mohawk. That was fire. <laughs> Baseball is for sure the sport that I think you can pull off a mohawk best. Would you, could you always have a hat on? But you always have a hat on. But you always you? have a helmet on. You can you can always have a headband that covers some of it. Not quite <sighs> the same way. But like, did you see your mean Mercedes kind of mohawk look? No. He plays for the White Sox. Oh, let, me, let me pull this out. All I, only thing I know about the White Sox is they got the hardest motherfucking jerseys in the world right now. The Cubs ones I like too, but obviously not to the same same degree. Uh, let me pull this up because he goes by the nickname the Yerminator. Don't like that. Don't like that. Leave the baseball to give out corny nicknames. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. That's why the Yerminator part matters. Ooh, and Andy has curly frots at the top. I see you, player. I'm not calling and him Yerminator. I mean, if, just having the last name Mercedes is cool. See, I have a rule in life that I don't date anybody named after cars, foods, or places. That feels like a pretty reasonable limitation. You did? Hey, what's your name? Alexis. Sorry. Hey, what's your name? Paris. Sorry. <laughs> it's easy when you do food. It's like, what's your name? Cookie. Can't do it, stripper. Like, it's just like, that's easy. <laughs> Not about that power life? Can't do it, man. I can't do it. I have certain Chardonnay. Come on, man. Mm. Like, <laughs> I'm not dating. See you on the corner at 10 p.m. You dig? <laughs> Who's your sister serving block? Like, I can't do <laughs> so this. Young block, yeah. <laughs> I can't do it, man. So, like, I, the fact his name is Mercedes, I guess, is good for him. That's going to be in my head now. Every time I'm just scrolling through social media, I'm just going to keep for seeing real. people and be like, yep, that's another one. Dude, so I is it just do... first names? Is it just first names? Period. Your last name. Because people go by their first order, last name. Order is it brands, br- like food brands or well, food, food items? Food items. Okay. Because Kellogg is, like, an actual person's name. That's why the cereal is named after him. Shout out to Clark. You dig? Also, did you hear the story about cornflakes? Shout out to Flutie Flakes, by the way, as well. Another oh, act. yeah, he got his fucking cereal, dude. <laughs> Yo, he's the goat. He's the goat. He's the fucking yeah, goat. Tom Brady ain't got no. Tom yeah. Brady ain't got no more fucking cereal. Brady Pebbles. Yeah. Brady Pebbles. <laughs> Tom, Tom's terrific tuna. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what he would have. He used to have tuna fish with no mayo. He was like, yeah, I put tuna fish. Well, I, avocado <laughs> ice cream, baby. Here it comes. Dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, Flutie's the man. Flutie's the greatest North American football player ever. I'm putting it out there. I'm fine because Massachusetts really doesn't get to claim that many iconic athletes mm-hmm. like in this generation. Um, so I'm going to take that. 
Dude, I'm rolling. I'm rolling. Flutie's a fucking man. But what were we just talk about before you threw out the Flutie Flakes? Because you threw me off with that. Uh, oh, Brady Pebbles. I just heard. Uh, I don't know how true it is. But did you hear the story about cornflakes? No. Oh, I heard it this morning. So listen. So on Dave Chappelle's Midnight Miracle uh, podcast with Talib Kweli and Most Def, they were talking about it, right? And I don't have the podcast. I just heard that they just put out this new clip. And they were like, have you ever heard the story about how cornflakes were created? And then Dave was like, what? <laughs> he was like, the guy, <laughs> who created, the guy who created cornflakes created it because he hated how people were just masturbating. Like, it's the weirdest fucking story. So he created this series. <laughs> Look at your face. <laughs> I, I, I'm I, like my brain is immediately like all right let's 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 put this together. They're so far apart, <laughs> dude. The, the clip was like a minute long. Like it wasn't even a long clip. It was like yeah, the dude created cornflakes because he was tired of how we were dealing with our sexual urges, and he created this cereal to try to take away some of the like it's this weird ass story. And I was like, this motherfucker created cornflakes to stop people from jacking off. Like of all the ways to curb that potentially cereal cereal bland cereal like it's it's the wildest shit like when i heard it i was like i gotta run it back later on just to make sure i heard everything correctly but he literally i'm gonna be i'm gonna be asking people this the rest of the week do you know why cornflakes were created no lie they were like the guy created cornflakes created because he was he was um I guess sick isn't the right word, but he was upset our, our sexual urges. So he created something to curve us from like masturbating. And he was like, what? Like, what the fuck is going on? And then, and then Dave at the end, of course, is like, yeah, I had a guy who, who felt that way about a lot of things. And then he realized he was gay. And then he was thriving ever since then. So <laughs> if you're mad about heterosexual activity, eh, something's probably off with you. But yeah, cornflakes and masturbation. Put that in your Google search, people. Yeah, I got him. I, I almost did it on my work computer. And I, realized <laughs> I saw you stop and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Cornflakes and masturbation. I, I, use, I use the work computer sometimes for, you know, quick basketball reference looks. That's not going to be a Google search on that. That's though. the name of this episode Cornflakes and Masturbation. Is there, is there <laughs> like a cereal? Oh, here we go. <laughs> is there a cereal? That you can get a lifetime supply of and no negative health benefits will happen to you. So put that out there. So whatever cereal you pick, nothing negative health wise, no matter how terrible the cereal is for you, whatever happened. If you were given a lifetime supply of one cereal, which one could they be given to you so that you stop masturbating forever? Oh, for that? I don't know. There's one. Do you have one? Fuck no, I got no cereal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I got one named after me. Like, like, like I, I was, I was gonna answer for if you could just have one. If you, well, yeah, no, because I thought you were gonna stop it at if you could have one cereal no. for the rest of your life with oh, no, 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 no negative downsides. What would you pick? Yeah, I'm no, I'm not making that trade. Fuck that. I'm not making that trade. And and once again, I have one. I have Reese's Puffs. I could be like, yo, no, fuck that cereal. My fact, I'm not eating breakfast anymore. Breakfast is my favorite meal of the day. Fuck it. Breakfast is gone. We yeah, the breakfast game. is canceled. I, breakfast is canceled, dog. Fuck that. Oh, man. Like, I had cereal today, too. Now I feel weird. All right. Is there a meal? <laughs> no. Unlimited supply for life. <laughs> that no Ooh, was so sad. A no. lobster roll? I was, I was thinking lobster. I was going to put that out there. Unlimited supply of lobster rolls for the rest of your life. No oh. negative health benefits. Mm. 
I still think it's no, though, because like to get the value out of that, you need to be eating it every day and you'd get sick of even lobster rolls. I'm going to keep it real with you. In order for you to give me food to not masturbate every day, that food better come with an automatic blowjob. Like, it got to be yeah. like, yo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it needs to still take care of the same issue. You dig? Like, oh, Reese, what you eat? You know, ham, hocks, and head. Like, I don't know. Like, it got to be, you got to, you got to. And National Steak and Blowjob Day every day. You dig burritos and blowjobs as well. Yeah, we do on Tuesday mornings. Like, I don't, <laughs> you got you to gotta do something else, man. It can't just be you gave me food. Like, nah. Mm-mm. Yeah, because that doesn't solve the, the, the issue at hand. French toast and fornication, baby. Like, it got to be something. Ooh, okay. So th- this Ooh, was French uh, toast and fellatio. Ooh, maybe that's the name th- of the episode. Th- th- this was uh, asked of me, and I, I feel like people come up with interesting answers. Uh, Mary fuck kill pancakes, French toast, waffles. Well, French toast you have to marry because it's the only thing that's not the same. Because pancakes and waffles are literally the exact same thing, just in different forms. So you got to marry the French toast, even though French toast is my least favorite thing out of all three of those. But because it's so different, I think you got to marry the French toast. Okay. And then I think when it comes to the waffles or the pancake vibe, can I ask a caveat? Are they made fresh or are they frozen? Fresh. Oh, the waffles all day. Okay. But very few people make fresh waffles. That's why it's so hard because like, so you I, can get fresh pancakes. I always think of it as like Belgian waffles. I'm down for it. I'm down for a regular ass waffle as long as that bitch came out the, the, the as iron as hot. Like, yeah. I can't do the egos anymore. When I was a kid, my grandmother made us eat blueberry egos for 13 straight months, and I've not eaten a blueberry or an ego together in since I was a kid. Like I literally can't even look at them. You, you, here's what I'll say about it: You could give me egos. You could give me any type of waffle you'd like. I am murdering pancakes in broad daylight. Pancakes are maybe the most overrated breakfast food there is in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you meant you uh, eat them. I thought you meant you. Oh no, no, no! That. French toast is getting married. I actually love French toast. I actually different. really, really do love French toast. Um, Belgian waffle maybe could get up there, but I, I think you marry French toast for sure, for all the reasons you stated. It's very unique. I. It also doesn't go bad. You know, like that's when you throw syrup on something. French toast, like even if it gets a little soggy, it's gonna taste right. It gets better, actually. Right. Pancakes are good for like three or four bites. Mm, interesting. And then it gets way too soggy and nasty. See, And I think I waffles dis- hold up better than pancakes. I don't disagree with you, but I think the issue with pancakes is that people don't know how to eat them. Like, I think that's always been what I thought of. Like, I never I never was a guy who got like a stack of flapjacks and I just poured the syrup on them. But mm-mm. As literally, I pour a little syrup on the side. Each pan, no, each pancake, I pour a little syrup on top. I don't like drench it with syrup and just try to eat it before it gets soggy. Like that's, I I think, yeah. There's there's a certain level of excitement that you get when you get that nice big flapjack and they hand you the syrup and it's like, okay, well, I'm just gonna do the whole bit now. Oh, here's a question for you: What is something that you would put on your French toast, your waffles, or your pancakes? above everything else not talking about like syrup but like whipped cream fruit like that kind of stuff jelly strawberry like strawberries strawberry i think would be my go-to Ooh, i like that i fucked with the peanut butter dog peanut butter on french toast french toast for real you put a little peanut butter on that. Do you put the syrup over top of it? It's almost like you're mm. eating a PB and J sandwich, but it's like a. I gotta say, uh, here, here's a fun fact. Uh, I've gotten into eating peanut butter really for the first time in my life in the last year, so I am catching. What? Up. 
Yep. I'm disappointed. Have you ever yeah. seen me eat anything with peanut butter? I mean, I'm not really clocking what my friends are putting in their mouths, but I guess not. I appreciate like, you for that. Not, but <laughs> yeah, but it's not like that's not really. No, I, I never. It was weird. Like growing up, I never liked peanut butter and jelly. Like it just never crazy. did it for me. I know. Crazy peanut butter. And, and jelly my, my and dad and my milk. brother like would eat peanut butter like clockwork. So it's not Can like I, it wasn't like accessible or something. But uh, during quarantine, I was like, all right, I need a new like healthier, healthier alternative for a snack. And I was like, right, let me try this peanut butter and honey sandwich. Or just peanut butter and honey on bread. Ooh, peanut butter and honey bank. butter. Dude, it slaps. Peanut butter. There's it's really hard to fuck up pairing something with peanut butter. Like it's really I hard to kind fuck of up. like you, you throw a banana in there, pretzels, pretzels. yeah, chocolate, apples, apples, like celery. Like it, I think you it's can make rare celery to hot. have something that I think it's rare to have something that goes really well with like every fruit. Dog. Also, banana is another really good one for those breakfast foods. To me, a banana, little sliced banana on that. Banana is how you feel about pancakes. It has a shelf life. When it starts mm. turning like brown, too brown. No, I agree. I agree. Mushy. But you get a banana right. You get a banana right. You can. All right. Here's a question. But the, the thing is, you like, you can get bananas right, but pancakes go bad in minutes. But let me ask you this: Do you prefer the the banana on top or inside of the actual French toast pancake or waffle? on top? I like I'm an outside. inside person. I'm an inside. I respect you, it. I like it outside. So you like a little chocolate chip in there too? Banana chocolate chip. I I, I like it inside because when you cook the banana with it, it gets a little bit of that crust on it, and then it never gets too too mushy because it's already part of like the crusty foundation. That's fire. It's like banana bread. I'm I'm a big banana and cereal person too. I go bananas, raisins, throw that in my cereal. I'm happy. I think I I like I like just like a straight up banana slice. I think I love I love a, a straight up banana slice as long as it's a little bit green. I don't do like fucking super brown bananas. That's not my thing. But yeah, that's, that's banana bread bananas. Yeah, I think bananas. So for me, bananas are one of those things that like. If you're eating banana, you're eating banana. Banana is so overpowering that like no matter what you mix it with, it tastes like banana. So you got to be yeah. happy with whatever you, you're eating with it. Like it's not like, yo, I ate banana. But like you give me banana. Uh, banana muffin, banana bread. I'm housing that. My mom, my mom's always made a killer banana bread, so I'm very partial to that. But okay. I, I think, if, folks, yeah, if you like banana, you can put it with pretty much anything. Why do white folks love zucchini bread so much? What's up with that? I don't. I say white folks, not clear folks. I'm clear. Oh, I got the pass. <laughs> I got the pass. <laughs> Me and Larry Joe. <laughs> the, the hair, right? Lick. It's the hair. Is that it? Sure, let's go with that. It's the hair. It's the hair. <laughs> yeah, you know, number two hair in the house on Freeland, but number one in the hair that I could control. You did, <laughs> but it was like it's. I, I What's like the goat fruit my, to you? The goat fruit, pineapple all day. Pineapple. So this this bro. is why we're boys. This yeah, is it. pineapple. <laughs> it's like to me, it's not even close. Like it's just pineapple. Like pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a really underrated fruit that I feel like most people. These these kiwi. kids that they don't really eat peaches, kiwi too. But I mean, like a whole peach, not like the fruit cut peaches. I'm talking about like you got to. See, I was never a big peach, peach eater, but I also never really gave it much of a chance. Oh, you got to get that'll, a nice that'll be my peach. next assignment. That'll be my next assignment. It has to be slightly firm, but not firm enough to where you bite it as hard. Like it's like you got to touch it and be like, it has to have a little squeeze to it. Less little. So, squeeze. It's like okay, a, so here's a question for versatility: Where do you put tomatoes in that, or is that its own category? 
tomatoes to me are the only fruit that I can eat in almost anything. But I used, I used to also eat tomatoes like apples. Like I used to literally take a oh, tomato. So you, so you were one of those psychopaths. Oh, for sure. And I would put a little salt on that shit. <laughs> Fuck that tomato up. <laughs> Fuck that tomato up. That shit would have been cr- Like if you would have saw me when I was a kid, I used to eat tomatoes like apples. I used to put lemon wedges in my mouth and suck on them throughout the day. I used to do all of this crazy shit. See, I would rather do that than eat like watermelon. Oh, watermelon's trash, though. We know that. I've never liked watermelon. Watermelon is all melon is garbage. All melon. Yes. Throw it all in the in the, in the rice. Have we had these conversations before? Because I'm shocked if we haven't that we did. We haven't aligned our fruit. I don't takes. think we have. I really don't think we have. We're, we're, we're shockingly we're, consistent on our fruit takes right now. <laughs> we're we're on the spectrum. Are white grapes and red grapes? Because to me, they aren't the same. Mm. I don't just say give me grapes. I'm like, I say specifically give me like the, these. Grapes You're talking like green grapes, time. purple grapes. Yes. Ooh. And for me, they have to be ice cold. Like I don't want to room yeah, yeah, grape. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> that goes without saying. That shit the fuck. Um, get the warm fleshy mm-hmm. shit out my face. Like I'm not eating. What is grapes. my preference? Hmm. I think if I'm gonna have like a couple. Green, give me green grapes. If I'm gonna be put them back, give me the purple ones. Same, same because it, it, I think it's kind of like it, it's almost similar to how you look at an apple. If I'm gonna mm-hmm. have one apple, yeah, give me that Granny Smith. But mm-hmm. if I'm just gonna be like eating a ton of apple slices, I don't want Granny Smith slices. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I'm doing a disservice to the green grapes if I'm out there fucking eating a pound of them. Like I'm like, right. yo, give me a handful, give me a handful of the green grapes. Yeah, g- give me like let me let me rip off a quick stem from the larger mm-hmm. bunch and, and just kind of walk around eating them. I'm gonna get a bowl of the purple yeah. grapes though. But you know what's you know what's crazy about that? Why is it? And I don't know if you ever realized this. Why is it that when motherfuckers eat grapes, there's always a smack that comes like what? Like it's always as weird. <laughs> it's just so. <laughs> Well, ASMR. <laughs> Dude, it's the only fruit that I've ever seen. It. I, it's probably the only food I've ever seen people like. It's like an automatic. Like you gotta, you gotta just. <laughs> it's so weird. Why, why is that? It's so weird. I I, I think no, because yeah, when, when I think of sounds and fruits, the, the apple has the crunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that's super citrusy, you got that. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> like that's the sound mm. you make. Mm. Mm. Like, a, like, <laughs> like a drunk uncle. Like, mm, okay. Yeah, because we yeah. don't have today. Uh, <laughs> what other what, say? What other sounds do fruit make? Melon people <laughs> people like sop up melon like like people like yeah so yeah yeah just holding the outside of the melon mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that is it, it must be a size thing. But it's the way it's chewed, though. So I don't know but that people, it is. People don't do that with clementines. Clementines are really small. You peel it's a piece of it. Yeah, you just like, throw it in there. <laughs> you just eat that shit and keep it moving. I feel like you take one bite of a clementine and then it's down. Dude, I think it's funny more how juice, people... though, I would... Do you think there's more juice in a grape than a clementine? Like a, a good-sized grape? No, nah, ain't no way. Ain't no way. I think I that... I think, that's that's I think that I think that if you took half a clementine, you got you to debate. But a whole clementine, even though it was small, that's a lot of fucking. Yeah, because you're probably going a couple pieces at a time. Yeah, because we were fucking savages and we put whole clementines in our mouth like chill. Like, oh, yeah, correct. You know, uh. <laughs> correct. <laughs> like, speaking, nice speaking of you. savages, though, let, let, let's talk about the UFC card. Yes, sir. To get those let's picks talk, in. Let's talk about some of the UFC card. Like, I don't give a fuck about most of this card, but like, 
the ones I care about, I really kind of care about. Just the just the top three. Is that where, actually, is that where you're actually, looking at mostly? I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Top four. I don't care fuck about the fifth fight. Ooh, shot that I didn't realize Chase Hooper was fighting on this card. He's always fun to watch on the early prelims, though. That's kind of tough. <laughs> that means he's about to get cut. <laughs> yeah. Tough line you drew would call him Ben Askren, your dad. <laughs> that was bad. Oh, by the way, what what did you watch the fight the other night, Sunday night? Possibly. The, uh, uh, you know, fight's a loose term, but the boxing exhibition? Possibly. What were your brief thoughts? My thoughts? Um, <clears throat> honestly, I felt, I literally, and this is not hyperbole, I felt uncomfortable throughout it like I felt un- I felt uncomfortable with how much of a circus I felt it was and in box is my second favorite sport of all time so it could just be like I'm, and I'm not no boxing purist like I like boxing on many different facets but it felt uncomfortable to watch these guys parading each other out there for a paycheck when it didn't feel real but it felt too real because somebody you can die from fighting like that's a real thing so for them to be playing around with it like like it was real just enough. It kind of felt like the only person who took the fight seriously was Chad Johnson in the entire car. <laughs> like it felt like he was like, dog, I'm not trying to get my ass beat. Like, keep your fucking hands up. You know what I mean? Like, he stopped and- eating McDonald's, which if you know anything about Chad Johnson, that is a bae. lot for him. That's his bay. He lost 20 pounds. Because Chad in the Johnson- prime of his NFL career, he was eating that three meals a day. Dog. And Chad Johnson is not some obese dude, but he lost 20 pounds. That says a lot for a dude who's always kind of like he didn't seem like a guy that could lose 20 pounds. When he said that, I was like, where did he lose that shit from? And then I saw his body and I was like, oh, that kind of does make sense. I guess I guess you are around. You're like six two, So you should be like 200 pounds. Like that makes sense. But he always just wore it so well that you didn't really realize it. But it was sad. Honestly, to me, it was kind of sad. Like I thought that it was corny to a certain extent. I thought it was kind of sad to a certain extent. My favorite part about the whole event was Mayweather's press conference after it, honestly. Like, I thought that for the 15 minutes... Talking he talked, about he, securing the bag. He was, But even... even Not even... That, that part didn't even, like, really resonate with me. It was when he was talking about how fighters are treated, how they get paid, how they don't get paid, how promoters run the game, how he changed a lot of that shit, how you would never see him in a ring again. Like, he's never going to do this again. He's not going to do any... Not even exhibitions and stuff like that. How it's hard for him to look at people and realize that they're getting jerked around. Like it was like, he didn't say it's like hard for him to watch it, but it's like, to me, that was like the best part of it. Cause it was like a human side of it all. Yeah. It felt like we were watching what they thought the UFC was, which was like human cockfighting where it was just like, like make the biggest spectacle out of it. it. And I don't like, I don't like when things that can kill you are made a spectacle like that kind of shit. I don't play around with that. Really. I thought that Floyd Mayweather realized like to be 44 years old and like, when I saw when I when I allegedly saw him fighting and I saw that he had like a little a little a little chub around his waist. Um, it was like it was a different kind of dude. Like I'm like, dog, you're 44. And then it, it brings up the question, like, why are you doing this? Like, I get it. It's a legal bank robbery, as you said. You know, you can make 30 to 100 million dollars or whatever the number is. But why are you doing it? Like the money can't be you're 44 years old and you should be very comfortable. You should be beyond comfortable. Like Jeff Bezos just retired from Amazon. Yeah. He could have stayed. <laughs> like he could have like, yeah, I'm gonna keep collecting these checks. But like at some point, money can't be all there is to why you like do you're things. A like, grandfather now. 
your grandfather, you just lost one of your children's mothers like three, two, two or three years ago. You have hair now. You got a lot of shit to manage. Like, what are we doing yeah, on here? You are not pretty boy Floyd anymore. You know, so like, I don't know. Like, it felt, I, and then I thought about Muhammad Ali. And I'm not saying like fucking Logan Paul is going to Ali Floyd, but you only can take a certain amount of hits. Like, that's just what it is. And Floyd is the best at not getting hit. But Floyd also is a little man. Like, Floyd is my height, 5'8". He is 140 pounds. Realistically, he came in at 155, but that's probably because he didn't run. Like, he I was like, uh, all right, I could just do this. You only could take a certain amount of pounding to your, your skull and to your body and stuff like that. And it was dope to see Floyd walk somebody down. But because, and this is the part, so I was listening to people talk about the fight. And one of the things that, that kind of annoys me is when people were like, oh, Logan won because he didn't lose. When in America did we award people for not losing? Like, when did that become a thing? And then the second part of it, I feel like the reason why you can say that is because there was no scorecards. There were no judges. So him holding the entire fight, there was no consequences to him holding it. Conor McGregor, when he was like, oh, he he got Conor McGregor beat up worse than him. Conor McGregor couldn't hold Floyd for two and a half minutes out of three minutes because a point would have been taken away and then he would have been disqualified. So he had to actually fight. What was the ref supposed to say to him? Like when the ref right. was breaking him up and said, stop holding why i would look at the ref like no excuse me i'm about to go hold again because like there's no right. consequences so why would he not yeah no it? that was that was i feel like my biggest issue with it wasn't even the bout itself it was more the the biggest issue that and I, I hate having this take because i'm not a purist mm-hmm. and i'm all for like first of all hat I, i'm i'm in the boat of hats off to both of them smart business move by both at least like it was successfully executed business plan to both smarts in other word but i was just like why are people critiquing it like it was a real fight you know like yeah oh hold uh, logan's holding yeah but like that's what he should do given the parameters of what is going like that was that was the strategic thing it's like you know i hate people that thought this like, I don't know why people thought this was going to be some slugfest. It was like, oh, Floyd should be ashamed of the fact that he didn't knock him out. 44-year-old Floyd Mayweather is probably not knocking out a very good athlete who's 215 pounds or however big he was. In six, was like, it, it, like, he wasn't knocking out dudes his size. Yeah. So it's like, I, it just, I don't, I didn't understand the reaction. That's That's where I was really struggling was like, why did people go in with the expectation that this was going to be anything more than what it turned out to be? Like it was exactly kind of what I expected. I didn't think Floyd was going to go stop him. I didn't I think, think like it just was exactly how it played out was probably how I would have expected it to go. Like, yeah, Floyd was a better boxer. Yeah. And Logan held and like, cause like, you know, even in the legal parameters of, you know, a normal boxing fight, what Logan was doing, obviously not for the extent of how long he was doing it in this fight, mm-hmm. but like that would have been the way you f- would fight Floyd, wear him for a couple rounds, try and just lay your weight on him. Cause if you're going to do anything to maybe beat sl- Floyd, you're going to need to slow him down. Like it was a sound strategy. And it's like, yeah, they can't dock a point cause there are no points, but like, I, I don't, I just don't get how people are upset about it. You know, I well, guess I think, if you, if you th- like, I, how could you think that that was going to be some slugfest and pay fifty dollars for it? No, you were paying for a spectacle. It was it was always going to be more WWE s, but just with some real punches. 
But I don't think that people thought it was going to be a slugfest. I think people tuned in to see two people that they hate, one of them get they get decapitated. I think that's really what it was. It was like it didn't yeah, that was never going to happen. It could have possibly happened, but the possibility was so slim that it was more likely not going to happen. But right. I think that that's part of it. And then the second part of it, the reason why I didn't fuck with Ira, this motherfucker had the OG Rocky shorts on. Y'all probably didn't realize it not being from Philadelphia, but the Italian Italian were the golden black shorts before he ever got the Apollo Creed American flag shorts. And this was his coming. I was like, don't you be, come on, dog. Don't be referencing Rocky. One, you're from Ohio, not Pennsylvania. Get it straight. Get it tight. You're living in Puerto Rico. You could be wearing the PR shorts that look like the Rocky shorts. Could have did a lot of stuff there. And the fact he tried to go Rocky with it, the great white hype, it was what they call him in Rocky one. Don't, don't judge me. But the great white hype, um, the greatest black champion of all time, the Italian style. I didn't like I didn't like you trying to make some parallels as if he was like the people's champ. You're not the people's champ, dog. You're a multimillionaire who made money by going you around. Can't, the you can't be the people's shit. champ and be your nickname be money. No, no, not Floyd. I'm talking about Logan. Oh, you're talking Logan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Logan, Logan was wearing gold and black shirts, which were the OG Rocky shirts. Here, here's what I'll say about what Logan walked out with. I fuck with the Pokemon move. I fuck, I fuck with I the uh, the card around the neck. As a person who who watched the very first episode of Pokemon premiere live in the 90s, I don't fuck with the Pokemon move because, and the reason why I don't fuck with it, because he made something that is inherently kind of corny at our age, cornier by him doing it which I don't like because I fucks with Pokemon, OG Pokemon. You know what I mean? Like, I like the idea. It's like, it was like the card collector in me liked it. You know what I, what did they say in role models? Do you like Coca-Cola? I like the idea of Coca-Cola more than I like Coca-Cola. That's how I like the idea of what he did more than I like what he actually did. If it was someone else doing it, do you think it would make a difference? If it was somebody else doing it. If Izzy walked out doing that. Izzy could have pulled it off. Izzy could have pulled it off. But you know what Izzy wouldn't have done? This is a million dollar car, bro. He wouldn't have said that. It'd be like, what's this? Oh, this is an OG Charizard. Look it up. I I was also doing some digging. I, there's some rumors that that card isn't as pristine as it's currently graded. In of course, history. it's not. Of course, it. Come on, man. But but that is that that uh for that's probably not uneducated. even a real card. He probably has his real. Oh card no. It, see, so that that grading of a BGS Beckett grading service ten is I know the what that second highest. No, like possible See, grade you can get you're, you're missing you're missing what i'm saying i know what that grading system is there was no close-up of that grading system on that card his real card could be home and he could literally have a duplicate label that looks like that because he's not selling it so he doesn't have to authenticate it that's what i'm saying like i'm not saying he doesn't have a 10 graded charizard somewhere i know he's shown them before so i, I mean i didn't look to see if it's the same one but i know he's he he's made some videos and i've seen him because he he caused a huge spike in the pokemon game in the last year year and a half so I'm inclined to believe it's a real card, but I, think he, I, think I did he hear I did card. hear some murmurs that it didn't get a 10 the first time it got graded with them. And then there were some resubmissions and, and things of that nature through PSA and then back to BGS. So a little I bit believe, sketchy. I believe he has a real card. Do I believe that that real card was the one around his neck? Not necessarily. Like, you know how when 50 Cent was really popping, and he was like, yeah, I wear fake chains. And he's like, why would you wear fake chains? Because I can afford the real ones. Yep. He probably has his real card it, at home. There's a lot of people that, that do that. And, and yeah. I've always respected those people. You know, you know what they the say? The the day, you, you get rich by living broke. And you go broke by living rich. Yeah, shout out to Bill and Melinda Gates. But it's like one of those things where... <laughs> I like how you squinted. Like, hmm. Belinda, uh, my favorite celebrity ex-couple. <laughs> Ever? No. Oh, I was about to say... 
Um, I just I just needed an excuse to say Belinda Gates. Ooh, this is a question for you about Bill and Melinda Gates, but just about the divorcing thing. In your opinion, who is the most equal couple to get divorced in our lifetime? Because you can argue Melinda Gates is not Bill Gates equal. You can argue that whatever Jeff Bezos, Bezos like this yeah. is not equal. I can't even remember her name. That's how terrible that is. But like, <laughs> I mean, I I just can't think of that many like big name naming. divorces off the top of my head. I'm not I'm not the couple guy, but I just can name some off the top of my head. Pop um, culture, Brad, go. Brad Pitt and and Jen Aniston. Yup, Jennifer Aniston. Were they married? I think they were married. I don't think they were married. Uh, I could be wrong. And I'm pretty sure. I, I did Lena. think of that one, but I didn't think they got divorced. I thought they were married, or they just broken up. Oh, you know, you're right. Ex-husband. Yeah. Okay. So that was pretty, that was kind of dope. You know, that, that's uh, a pretty even one. Kimmy because Kanye. I, 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 I'm like my first, I was like, oh, Genesis Buffett. And I was like, no, it's Brad Pitt. So. Kim and Kanye. Not nah, different levels, I think. I prefer Kanye, but what Kim does, Kim, is Kim, she as good as what, is she as good at what she does as Kanye is what he does? That's an argument to be made. I, you know what I think taints her legacy is how much Kylie's done. Or does that add to it? Because look at all the people that, that Kanye put on that did big stuff. Like, that's a real close one to me. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, she's worth one more than I probably thought. Eh, not too <laughs> far off, but... <laughs> I mean, I prefer Kanye, but what she does, there's probably nobody greater than of, of being popular than her. I mean, yeah, she, she, uh, I won't say popularized it. She revolutionized it. She revolutionized being popular. Being like turning the smallest bit of popularity into an empire. I think I think she might have actually who because like Paris Hilton was popular because that Kim Kardashian was like her but, assistant. See, but, but you can't she didn't take it to that level. But you can't compare to me. You know why? Because she had the Hilton fucking brand behind her. Right. She inherited that. But Hilton brand was the Hilton hotels, whether Paris was whoever she was or not. The Kardashian brand was tied into OJ. <laughs> that was like that was it. It was like, oh, yeah, yeah, OJ. You remember that lawyer? So yep. I think that that's that's even a different level than what Paris. I think Paris started and they turned. They, I mean, they just stopped. I think, but what was it, twenty seasons of that show? I don't know. And man. that's like only, you know, this much. Yeah, that's, it, that's up there. But OG I, OG. I, I, th- I think I probably give it to Jen and Brad. Okay. For a, a like pure equality, but. Kim and Kanye are just bigger numbers, but they might be just a little bit further apart. Mm. So it's like a scaled version. But did Brad Pitt ever run for president? Um, He played a Greek guy. Not yet. American president. Not yet. (laughs) Did did Kanye win a county or like a town in like Memphis or not Memphis, but Tennessee somewhere? I want to say he won a town or was like very close to winning. It was like a town of like 18 people. I actually really hope so. Like I have had my issues with Kanye because I've had my issues with Kanye because I don't think Kanye can help himself from being Kanye. 
but I've never like hated on Kanye. You know how people be like, oh, I'm Kanye's cancer. I'm, not, I'm like, I never nah. was on that point. And then Kanye to me reminded me that I can't ever outright have disparaging feelings towards Kanye completely because of what he did for DMX. Like he he curated DMX's memorial service. He paid for everything, I believe. He was there with the Sunday service in a mask because he didn't want people to be like, oh, Kanye, is that, that DMX's thing? He was there in a complete mask and didn't like perform none of that. He just wanted to he be there. He does do a lot of like under the radar stuff, which is crazy for someone like him. Yeah. So to me, that shows a level of self, self, um, what's it called? Uh, hmm, what is the word I'm saying? Like self, it's not awareness, it's um, control. I so the level like self humility, self humility, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So it's a level of humility, it's a level of self control that people say Kanye doesn't even possess. So to me, what, was the was the summer that everyone was wearing those Kanye shades? The moment he knew he could become a fashion mogul, I think way before that, the pink polos, man. Kanye was a rapper who wore he used to wear two polo shirts at the same time on top of each other. That's insane. Like you were trying to wear. I feel two like there's a difference shirts. between like. Um, having a, a unique style Kanye versus like book having something back. that millions are consuming. Kanye brought book bags back. He was the that, rapper. That who is bro- true. He did do that. He was, <laughs> was the first backpack polos. rapper. He was the he was first like, backpack back. rapper. He was like, I'm wearing a book bag. Oh, we all wearing book bags then. I'm like, all right, we're wearing book bags. <laughs> he, I, I, one thing that I, doesn't, I don't think gets looked at enough, the guy's like iconic albums were named after school. That's hard. Yeah, he didn't even complete. Yeah, yeah. He's just, I didn't do it. <laughs> didn't Could finish the assignment. <laughs> that's like that's like being married and naming all your great artwork after all your exes. Yeah. <laughs> like Kanye is a different kind of dude, man. But I'd I'd love to hear, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. I'd love to hear like from some teacher that he had about like what their reaction was to those albums. You know what's funny? I, I, I don't even want to I bet they the have the cover art in their classroom. I want to hear from a classmate because I feel like a teacher like, I always knew he was going to be great. Uh, and I don't want to hear that shit. I just want to yeah. hear like, oh, that was cool that he named it drop or college dropout. Like, I, like, I don't right. want I don't want any BS. Like, I want like off the record real, real talk. If Kanye was an MMA fighter historically, who would he be? Um, hmm. I got one in my mind, but I don't know if it truly fits. It's not a perfect comparison, but I got one. I have one that popped into my head. I'm trying to think if there's a better one. I'm pretty comfortable with mine. There's probably a better one out there if I gave it more thought. Mm-hmm. Who are you going with? I'm going Anderson Silva. I'm going Bones Jones. I, li- I like the Bones Jones one. Uh, I'm, I'm going Anderson because at the height of their powers, we've never seen anybody like him. Anderson Silva with that front kick, Anderson Silva with dodging instead of just trying to take people down. He, he created a style that everybody mimics now and tries to do it better than he did it, but never really quite does it better than he did it. Super cocky until he gets humbled. And sometimes he gets humbled and comes back a little bit better. Um, he also is a person that, you know, may or may not have needed some medicine to be at his best. Uh, he is also somebody who always thanks God, no matter what happens. He was like, yo, God, 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 I want to appreciate. And he 
he is a lot more respectful than people give him credit for, even when he's clowning people. So like, even when Anderson was clowning people, at the end of it, he'll, he'll like bow to you. He'll like kneel, he'll meditate with you and things like that. And Kanye to me gives a lot more credit to people and gives people their flowers more than we give him credit for, because it's all about him to a certain extent. But like what I said with the DMX thing, he was there in a mask because he didn't want people to take a, take, take um energy away from what X was to people instead of it being like Kanye's in the front row. You know, so I think Kanye to me would be Anderson Silva. Plus, the flip side of all of that is he is loved at a higher level than I think people realize it. Because when Kanye goes away, people are like, where's, where's Kanye? When Anderson Silva, like, loses and stuff, we look at it like, damn, man. And look who the people who Anderson Silva, like, who Anderson Silva um, influenced, like the style benders of the world and things like that. Look at look at Kanye, Kid Cudi. Um, big Sean, chance. like, yeah, like it's just like a chance. Like, it's a, he he created a new generation of greatness the same way Anderson Silva did. So that's why I'm going with Anderson Silva. Yeah, no, that, I, I think I went Jones for a lot of the same reasons. And then I think the one thing that, because I, I did think of Anderson for kind of all those same cocky but humble, uh, all mm-hmm. that stuff. You know, when they're on, they just, you can't beat them. Um, but I, I threw in Jones just because for as great as they are, it seems to also welcome an inevitable uh, controversial uh, side of their lives mm. where it's like every time John Jones comes up, unless he's fighting, it's like, oh, what what happened this time? And I feel like there's definitely been pockets where that's been the Kanye brand. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, why is Kanye in the news right now? You know what I mean? Like, and but at the end of the day, it's that same thing. It's like when, like, John Jones can wait, wait during COVID, he was firing off guns, he mm-hmm. UIs, uh, he ran or he coke, ran a, a steroid down with a with a with a uh, <laughs> with a, a semi automatic rifle, for no yeah, but. You're going to tune in when he fights. And guess what? He's going to win. And I think Mm. that's kind of what Kanye has is like uh, when Kanye is going through all of his shit, when he dropped. um, What was the fucking album that he he went up to Jackson Hole for? I can't remember off the top of my head. The one with the Ikes on it. It's not coming to me, but. Wait, you talk about where did he go? Is that the album? Wait, I didn't didn't hear. Uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. He was like, oh, hold he was up, up on him. Wyoming. That was, yeah. um, that was the yay album. Yeah. So it was like, I feel, cause I feel like before that one, my, my timeline might be off, but it was like before that point, everything about Kanye was like, Jesus fucking Christ, this guy like can't get out of his, like, it was just everything he did was controversy. Mm. But when that came out, like, it, cause I believe it was like kind of a surprise drop, kind of not like he invited people for an album release party or whatever. But I feel, like, I don't remember there being a ton of press about it coming out. I could be totally off on this. But like when he drops something, you're gonna drop what you're doing and go listen to it, because there's probably some genius in there. And I think John Jones kind of has that same allure. Um, but but I like the Anderson pick as well. The only part about the John Jones that you didn't mention that I think that is a little bit of a detriment to it is that John Jones isn't that popular. That which is weird to me for how great he is, how controversial. Usually, if you're great and you're controversial, you're Connor. out of here. Look at Connor. Yeah. Yeah, and it's weird that like a John Jones doesn't sell out arenas. A John Jones doesn't get like a million Albuquerque thing. No, because he doesn't fight in Albuquerque. Like he fights. No, I know, but I just mean like if he was like out and about and it was like 
pops got him in New York or wh- wherever else. Stylebender's from Dublin. New Zealand. Yeah, St- Dublin. New Zealand. Like New Zealand. Like Stockton. Stockton. Like Stockton. Like, come on. Stockton, bitch. Like, come on. Like, so I think that I don't think it's an Albuquerque thing. I th- I don't know. I think you know what it is? I don't really know 100%, so I'm not going to pretend like I do. But one of the things that, that sticks out to me about John Jones is that I don't think people believe in him the way that people believe in other fighters. Like, I think people know he's great. I think people know That's he's the thing. He like, tried to play the good guy card for the longest time when everyone knew he wasn't a good. Like, the, the moment that – because I'm not a John Jones fan. Um, but Style-wise just as a person? As a person. Like I was always rooting for DC, but the the first time where I was like, "Oh, I like this John Jones," or like mm-hmm. I I respect this John Jones more now, was leading up to his second fight with DC, where he he just was like he steered into being the villain for a little bit. He's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I'll do I'll go on a bender on coke for a weekend. I'll still come in and beat your ass." I was like, "And, and that's cool. what's weird." Admit to, me to because... what admit to who you are. Like, I've always been a fan of that. It was like. I think LeBron, I have the same issue with LeBron. It's like, dude, stop being corny. Admit the, just roll into the fact that you're the villain. Everyone's out to beat you. Be a dick about it a little bit. See, but I think, see, I think it's different though. I it think is LeBron, very different. In those I think things. LeBron is actually kind of corny and John Jones is actually really a villain. Like, I think, I think that, I yeah. think that's where it's hard because like when, because when every time LeBron, actually just listen to somebody say this, every time LeBron, tries to be the bad guy, he doesn't do well. Like, his first year in Miami, didn't win the championship. Goes to L.A., activate playoff mode, don't make the playoffs. Like, every time he's just, like, chilling and being kind of corny. He put out a post today about how he's going to go on, like, a vengeance story. Like, dude, you basically quit on your team last round, in the first no, round. I won't say LeBron. That was Ivan McGovern saying that. It was not Maurice Coffin. Um, But – I mean, if LeBron wants to come on the podcast and discuss, he's more than welcome. Or if LeBron wants to send tickets to the Premier Space Jam too, which I'm not a fan of, but those yeah, have you I'll seen be there. Monster- I'll, I'll show up in a Monstars jersey. Have you seen the Monstars jerseys and shirts? Fuego, Fuego, Fuego. It's gonna be a Made in America fit potentially. Oh, I saw them. I saw them earlier today. I think I was like, oh my gosh. All the rest of that shit looks kind of corny to me, but the Monstars jerseys and shorts, Fuego. I because I, I I'm pulling them up. I'm gonna need a Lillard one. I'm about to send you a picture of the entire collection that's dropping. Okay. And only the monster shit is actually dope to me. Like literally, I looked at it, I was like, all of this is trash. The but the monster shit is dope. Of, the only pair of LeBrons I ever thought about trying to get on the sneakers app was the Monstars shoes that dropped like a year ago. And I love how we keep calling them monsters. They're not even called monsters. They're called the Goon Squad, which is way worse. Called the what? They're called the Goon Squad. <laughs> Look at your face. Like they call what? They call what? <laughs> right. That would be corny, even if it didn't rhyme with Toon Squad. Oh yeah, it's the Goon Squad. It's not monsters anymore. It's just the Goon. Does it squad. say Goon Squad on there? I just sent you the picture. <laughs> 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 that's so much less cool dude I, I agree i did not realize that it wasn't called monsters until you just kept saying it. i was like it's definitely not called monsters it's called Goon squad <laughs> no nah, that's gonna, that's gonna be ruined by like frat dudes that they're gonna show up in those jerseys and be like we're the goon squad that that that's my fear 
Question for you though: What is one thing that frat dudes haven't ruined? Like, what is something frat dudes did together and we was like, "Oh, that's still fine." Um, I'll wait. Hmm. So something that they've done, but like, what have they done successfully? Is your question? No, no. Like, what have they done as a unit that the non-frat people were like, "Okay, that's still cool for us to do." I think day drinking, but I also think that's a pretty impossible thing to ruin. I was going to say that. I was going to say that's like saying Christianity. It's like mm. <laughs> a little too vague. Huh? A little too vague. Um, yeah. Drinking games, but again, vague. Basically, anything with. But they like, oh. ruined drinking games because you can't even be like uber competitive about drinking games anymore because then you look like a jerk. You're like a frat boy. You're like, oh, look at him getting hyped mm. about beer pong. Like hard out, yeah. Yeah, it was like, like, damn, I can't even get hype about beating your ass in drinking games. All right, I guess that's, that's so. What, what did that say about us in beer ball then? Frat guys don't play beer ball yet. Arrest my kids. They're not hampians about it either. They're not ready for that. They're not ready for that smoke. Play like a hampian today. Goddamn right. Goddamn right. Yeah, no, they, they've ruined pretty much everything. I was gonna say like a barbecue, but again, pretty untouchable. Like. But, but I also wouldn't go to one of their barbecues. Exactly. That's what was that like? I, I I would go to a day drink. I'll go to a day drink. Yeah. Ah. It wouldn't be my preferred. I way would of go day to drinking. a day drink if I'm pouring my own drinks. Yeah. No, I'm not. Drift. Yeah. 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 Alleg- I I would say allegedly, but not really. Because to me. And I got invited to a lot of frat parties at, at college, and I never joined. But they were like, really "Shout out to the Lions Den." They were no comment. They also, were like, not shout out to the Lions then. Yeah, no comment at all. I was Ivan. <laughs> did, I ever, did I ever tell you we were playing? Uh, this was. Is this something you should say on the podcast? I'm gonna put it yeah, no, no, no. This is fine. This is fine. Um, th- this was on a Habitat for Humanity trip. That this story is this I'm something you should tell. say on the podcast yeah. once again? No, we were playing fishbowl, and one of the clues in there was the Lions Den, and it was the round in which you're kind of acting it out, mm. and it could still go very south and i feel like you're yep. still not fully trusting where i was where i'm going i'm not at all <laughs> not at all and I'm someone else had it. And, and they they just tried to like act like a lion or whatever and i was like no nah, there's a way easier way to act out the lion's den you just leave that's what i would have done <laughs> when i say i had people rolling on that one i was like yeah no that, that was the best part about the lion's den was leaving Mm-mm-mm. i don't miss that place at all I don't think people miss places like that. I think people reflect on places like that. I, I miss places like Bayou. Shout out to the Bayou on Main Street. Ooh, on a Wednesday Bayou. night trivia. Bayou, Bayou had the worst wings, but they're also like a quarter a piece. So it was like, <laughs> but you also got like a free platter every Wednesday if you played trivia. Every, Bayou served crabs. Like I've never been to <laughs> a bar really? in my life. Yeah, you didn't know that. <laughs> I got crabs there. Yeah, it Yo, was like Wednesday crabs. I was like, the next time in Philly, that's happening. Yo, I never, you, oh, I never ordered food there, but I would just eat off of winning like a round of trivia. We would go every single Wednesday, up dude. and down those stairs. Which, if you if you've lived in Roxborough and you've gone down Roxborough Avenue, which is watch this. This is a very select. I put I put up the website front page. Serving awesome customers since 1993. Every Monday and Tuesday, 50 cent wings. I said there was quarters. My bad. 50 cent boneless yeah, wings. Cuddy's has the 25. There you go. After 4 p.m., hard shell crabs, one available with 250 Miller lights all day. 
Did you deserve crap? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm in. I am in. The, I, the next time I'm in Philly, I am going there and doing that. Mm-hmm. Is like that every the, day or just those couple of days? No. Uh, so every Monday and Tuesday are the wings. And then okay. um, soft shell crabs are after 4 p.m. Uh, when available with 250 Miller lights all day. So just after 4 p.m. After 4, yeah. Day. That's when they have crabs. Bet. Dog. Cr- no. The crab The crab for, for Bayou is like... It's the new bar peanut. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's on peanuts while I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just forget for a little bit that you're not in Louisiana. Duh. And Duh. you're in the I, middle of Philadelphia. I remember when I first went to Bayou for the first time in my life, like years ago, I was like, you have crabs? And he's like, yeah, we got crabs. I was like, where are you getting them from? Like, I was I was asking the waitress question. She was like, oh, I'm, I'm asking so me, upset you that I never looked at a menu. Dude, but the but the menu, honestly, you don't even got, if you walk into Bayou, you'll be surprised at how how many things are up that talk about they have crabs. You probably never even realize it. It's just no, up. No, it's no, just no, like I, crabs, crabs. It's like it's weird. Stairs, went and sat in the corner and would just keep getting dollar drinks. It was the best. I'm surprised the waitress never said, "Would you like some crabs?" That sounds weird out loud to say out loud. But <laughs> but it was also never like waitresses. It was because they were always so packed. It was like it was just like it always felt like volunteers. They were just trying to pass out Jello shots all the time. All right, I just scrolled down on the menu, so it is only Mondays that they have the crabs. Fuck. Okay. Dog, these specials are insane. I'm about to take a. I'm about to like fly down there for a long weekend, and then take a red eye back. Labor Day weekend, I'm coming down, made in America, <laughs> staying Monday just to go to Bayou, and then I'm gonna take a red eye home. I forgot about this one. I remember we used to go to this one a lot. Friday happy hour, it's two dollar happy hour. Seven to nine, all the drinks are two dollars. Whatever you order, yeah. is two dollars. Well, no, yeah. Uh, Quizzo on Wednesdays was everything was a dollar from ten to twelve. They don't have that anymore. It's five dollar burger night and Quizzo on Wednesday. Damn, R.I.P. Yeah, I guess they got to make money or something. <laughs> <laughs> they watched every other bar on Main Street close <laughs> in the last year. Jeff <laughs> Brew Pub, which charges you five bucks for a Coors Light. Is it Bayou that puts all of the fake IDs on the tables? It's one of those. I, don't know. I never. It might be cactus. Like if you look at the. I never had a fake. Type, that is. But if you ever look at the tabletops, one of these is either cactus or body, which are literally owned by the same people. They use fake IDs as the table. Like if you look at the table, if you look at it, it's like stamped on fake IDs. It, Bayou didn't have that upstairs. I know that. No, it's definitely not upstairs. It's like downstairs where the bar is. So like uh, on the actual bar, I don't think I ever went to the actual bar unless I was there for like once. For someone doing some fundraiser, and then I went and got a beer and went upstairs. All right, so Damn here it is. The passport. I miss. Party. I miss some of these places a little bit. Like I miss the nostalgia of it more than I miss the actual place for sure. Mm-hmm. Like it. Like I don't miss going to Bayou at ten o'clock. I miss going to Bayou with the people I would go to Bayou with at ten o'clock. Uh, their open bar special, open bar birthday special. I've never even seen this before at Bayou. I didn't notice the thing at Bayou. You can book a two-hour open bar of draft beers and well drinks for $15 a person, which includes light appetizers. That is so cheap. I really hope that wasn't a thing when we were living right down the street because that's going to make me sad. Dude, we would have been there. Like, like they would have let us buy it in bulk because we would have just been there every week. Yes. All right, for you guys, it's $12.50. Yes. That's crazy ridiculous. That was two hours? Two hours. Here's 30 bucks. I will get that money's worth in four hours. <laughs> Easy. Uh, I, gotta, I gotta start reading this. I'm getting I'm getting like hype as if I'm about to go there. All right. Something. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call you this weekend. You'll be there. 
just watch the fights there. They did used to show fights. They used to show a bu- Bayou, I'm pretty sure, never played by, like, the actual legal laws. Like, they would just show fights in there. They were like, don't you have to have, like, a, a permit? And they'd be like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, bad. Yeah, I remember talking to people at Lucky's, and they're like, yeah, we don't we don't play the fights. It's too expensive. Yeah. I was like, all right. I yeah, get it. it was like, we want to keep our liquor license. We're not playing the fights. Yeah, Kildare's used to have them. Mm-hmm. I know. R.I.P. to Kildare's because R.I.P. to that one guy that left Kildare's. But and then Sona just closed us off. This is going so on deaf ears of half pretty much anyone that will be listening to this right now, unless you went oh, to yeah, St. So, Joe's. Oh, you mean because we're talking about the UFC card this weekend? That's what you mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what we've been talking about for the last 40 minutes. Oh, All right, $15 open bar, $15 happy hour birthday thing. Like that's that's the only thing that's like cheaper than drinking at home. You missed it. You're too young to know what brownies was. Mm-mm-mm. No. Brown, I, like I heard it. Brown, you know where our, you know what Armor Music Hall is? Like you ever seen like the flowers for that kind of that place? Mm-hmm. That used to be brownies, brownies, and they used to. So brownies was brownies was highly illegal. I'm just gonna put it out there. Sorry, brownies, you no longer exist, but you don't care. The legend of brownies, <laughs> yeah, is, doesn't sound like you cared at the time you were open either. So, oh my gosh! So they used to have a shuttle. They used to come to St. Joe's for free. And they would pick people up every, I believe, every 45 minutes. They would just come and park near um 60, on 63rd Street, like at the top of 63rd Street. And you just walk on. You don't <laughs> just have to as show soon as no a little bit off campus. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to show no ID. It's completely free. It was there and coming back. So they used to do it like every 45 minutes to an hour, I believe. You would go to Brownies, right? To enter Brownies, it was like uh like five bucks to get into Brownies, right? Five bucks to get into Brownies. Brownies had free appetizers all night long. So they used to put out buffet platters of chicken fingers, mozzarella sticks, quesadillas, and French fries. It's all so it's three floors. Like everything that a broke college college kid needs. Dog. It's like two, I think it's two, it's either two or three floors, but like every floor had like just fucking buffets of appetizers. Boom. You think that's crazy? Like, oh my God, that's wild. Dollar shots, 50 cent jello shots, dollar beers. Like, but not like they make money. I don't fucking know. Like, there's drugs. No way to- Someone was selling drugs. And every fucking night, there was like a live music act. So you get live music, you get free appetizers, you get dollar shots. Basically free drinks. Basically free drinks. They used to give like, out. You like, can you find know, that money, like, probably on the shuttle. Yo, I used We used to go to Brownies, no lie, Ivan. We used to go to Brownies for like $10. And get fucked up, like it'll be like yeah. crazy. Like you, that's get a like how we would drink forties in college. It's like, Dude, all right, a- all right, it's Friday afternoon. Let's go get our drinks for the weekend. Um, all right, I need eleven dollars for the entire weekend. I'm gonna get two high gravity uh, hurricanes, and I guess insane. I need ten dollars just to get into maybe two parties. That's it. I, w- I I'm wish I'm not still, gonna drink there. I wish I still talked to one of my college homies, Eric Hagen. Many a nights we used to be arm in arm. We used to walk each other like off the shuttle back home, like 63rd Street. <laughs> like it was like insane. Like we would get like we would get a bucket of beer. I don't even like beer like that. But they had like a bucket of beer. It was like the Miller Light, like pounders. You mm-hmm. pay like seven fifty for those. You get a bucket of them, and it was like that's like <laughs> you get like one and a half of those at most bars for that. Dog, I'm gonna try to find a brownies flyer while you pull up the card for MMA. I, I got the card up. All You're right. talking last four we want to talk about? Yeah, let's talk last four. There's not many, like, toss-ups in terms of betting odds. I'll say that. And it probably shouldn't be. Yeah, I would agree. Look at this. Brownies East permanently closed. <laughs> <laughs> probably for legal reasons. 
dog. This place was a fucking crazy house. Sorry. Speaking continue. of Philadelphia crazy houses, have they given any estimate on when they're going to announce an MIA lineup? Uh, typically, well, from memory service, they usually do announce like, oh, it's going to come back. This is the ticket prices when they did a week or so ago. And then around July 4th is when they usually do it because it's made in the Right. Market. Right. Yeah. That's what it was. I'm about to say I, I may I may have to come out of retirement. We'll see. We were talking about that for um Firefly. If you get like date passes because the lineup is so ridiculous. I know. When's that? Is that this month? Mm-mm, no, no, no. Firefly is uh oh no, it's like uh middle of July, right? Yeah, sometime in July. Who who are y'all usual suspects? You know the usual 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 crew. Usual see, I don't crew. know, maybe. But I, oh, I haven't committed September. to anything. In hmm? September this year. The Firefly? Late September, yeah. Mm. I got a concert that I'm going to that got rescheduled to the weekend before. I, I may just have to make September a, a concert month and suffer listen, the consequences. Listen, I'm reached MC and it's my birthday month. I approved that message. Yeah, are you performing? You got to come and find out. Yeah, I mean, I know I'm on the I'm I'm on the guest list, VIP list. We've we've had these conversations. I'm on the traveling crew, I believe, uh, head of marketing. Everybody around me has a job. It makes life easy. I just sent you a flyer of brownies when they were starting to be more expensive. Like right before they closed. (laughs) I haven't looked at it yet, but I'm already laughing. (laughs) (laughs) January 2011. This is like when they started being. What, why do I feel like those $4 Red Bull vodkas weren't singles? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just have a, a, a slight feeling. I'll sink or swim. What a wild promotion. <laughs> That's what they used to call it. They used to call it sink or swim brownies. What decision? Uh, oh, those are the bands. Okay. Famous happy hour jam on Thursday. Free buffet 10, 10 p.m. till midnight. <laughs> like it's just like, come on, man. Something like yeah, I'm about to send this to all my boys and say this is what we missed in college. Oh, this shit was so insane. You see, they don't say anything about shots because the shots were a dollar, dog. It was just like you go up to the bar. Can you I just know? Shots? You just know. <laughs> there has to be illegal in Pennsylvania because Pennsylvania is so hard to get. Damn, a so license. when did, when did you, when would you say it closed down? Eleven or twelve? It closed. It. I went there because I turned twenty one in in 2011 so you stopped going there because you go to actual bars <laughs> you're still cheaper no no i never i never I actually never went to a bar with like i never had to figure anything like that so like i waited till i turned 21 so i would guess they closed in like 2012 2013 damn so i literally just missed it yeah you literally just missed it for sure damn that's tough dog it was insane because i turned i turned 21 in september of 2011 and I'll definitely with the brownies. <laughs> yeah, because I was gonna say I I didn't get to college until what August of thirteen. So I just wait wait wait, right. wait 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 before wait before we do this before we do this I gotta read you <clears throat> I gotta read you the uh, the brownies twenty three dollar ultimate party package twenty three dollars we're gonna do twenty three dollars to get you this for the for the party package three hour top shelf open bar ten p.m. to one a.m. reserve seating when available. Admission to the club portion of the club, light food buffet, and two free passes for anyone in the party's next visit. How the fuck is that $23? I also like that that was like on Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that would be, it'd be like, all right, $23 on like a Tuesday. 
But like oh. that was the Saturday package. How is that twenty three dollars? Just a beautiful thing. Uh, insane. Insane. I miss. All right, well, let's talk about these these runs. four cards. So uh, let's do this and get out of here. Four, fourth to last, Damian Maya, Bilal Muhammad. Do you want to know betting lines? Yeah, Muhammad. Um, Leon versus Nathan Diaz. You go Leon Edwards, that is, of course. Huh? You go first. Begrudgingly, Leon Edwards. I am right there with you. Also, after watching, like, the little vlog series. Feel more confident. I know you know this already. I just didn't want to believe this already. Nate look out here looking like old Ali. Like it's like, like he throwing combinations like hella slow. His his speech is way worse than it, I think it's ever been. Like I'm like, speaking of Ali, have you watched the movie One Night in Miami? Just to make I've one watched, little, I watched it multiple times. I watched that for the first time last night. Great movie, strongly suggest. Uh, first Michael title Max fight. My favorite. Michael Max is my favorite historical black person outside of Jesus, and Sam Cooke's my favorite singer of all time. I had to watch it. it makes sense. Uh, Brand Moreno challenging. Davison, what is it? The the God of Wars doesn't that what it translate to his nickname? Davison Figueredo, Deos de Guara. Yeah, I'm God gonna go Figueredo because I don't think that you can go through that type of war that they had and come out the same person. And I think Figueredo came out better in that war. So I think it's gonna be like a great fight. But I think actually it might be a fast fight. I don't think it's gonna go to the judges. I think it's gonna be a quick I think one. Figueredo as well. Yeah, first few rounds. Mm-hmm. Izzy versus the Italian Marvin Vettori. All right, All right. we we both got Izzy. I know that even though we didn't talk about it, but what happens if Izzy loses this fight? I think that's more more interesting. Poof. Mm-hmm. Not even not even didn't even consider that. Right. Not really. Uh, it'd be the first Italian champ, so like I weirdly feel cool about that. But racist. Hey man. I'm clear. We've established this. What'd you say about Mussolini? No, he is not clear. <laughs> He's a bad person. Confirmed bad. Canceled. <laughs> Mussolini bad is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Mussolini big time canceled by this particular program. Um what do you think about Mussolini? Bad person. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> uh, I'm curious to see what, what happens with Izzy if he loses. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's two title fights lost in a row. Mm-hmm. It takes away a lot of the allure of his, you know, cockiness. It'd be interesting. You know, like it feels like, you know, the Connor thing. It's like if you lose so much of that when you lose. Like when Connor lost to... I wouldn't say he necessarily lost it when he lost to Nate, but when he, he lost, lost Nate to twice, scorecard said otherwise. But I, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm now? just saying, you know, because on the record, you know, six months from that, some people will remember, but a lot of people are saying, oh yeah, Connor won that, that's right. Mm-hmm. But when he lost to Khabib, it was like I feel like he lost a lot of the the notorious. Granted, there was a lot of other things that had happened up to that point. Like, I, I maybe lose. Like, I don't think he lost too much of it losing to Floyd because I think everyone was like, yeah, it's a different thing. But it was like, damn, you lost all. Like, you have none of your belts. 
like the mystique is gone. Mm. And I'm concerned that that might be the case for Izzy. Cause I think the other thing that people don't realize about Izzy he's is older. he's also older than yeah. we all act. He's like a he lot is. older. Yeah, he's a lot older. Like I think it's the, the anime and, and everything else that he likes to make part of his style. Like he feels much younger and he like came out of nowhere in the last couple of years. That's what I was going to say. I think it's, it's like, because he kickboxed for so long, but he's only been MMA professionally fighting for like five years. Right. Like he's 31. Like he yeah. does, you know, and that's not like a division where it's like, oh, I guess we'll just give, you know, rematches on rematches on rematches. No, like there's not, killers there. I'm about to say, but not even that. Izzy has never. Izzy has only won in the UFC. I think he's only won two fights easily. He's been in wars. Like he's been in legitimate, like knockdown, drag out. We fighting, fighting. He went to decision with Yoel, decision with, with Jan, even um, knocked out Paulo Costa because Paulo Costa didn't feel like fighting. I think the went Paulo to a decision Costa. with Anderson, war with Kelvin Gasolum. He starts Whitaker. And then, yeah, everything else, decisions. Oh, and then the Brunson one, he won easily. I think the Brunson one and the Paulo Costa one was easy. I think the, the um, what's it called? The uh, Yoel Romero one, it wasn't a war. But I think psychologically it took a lot out of Izzy because he was getting booed. He didn't like it. Like, I think that really, like, messed with him mm-hmm. to try to, like, be this super bolsterer. Because I think after the Yoel Romero fight is when he really started talking way more than I think he should because he's not great at trash talking. It's just... His trash talking is actually really bad. Like, I love, Izzy's my guy. I fucks with Izzy heavy. Izzy be saying shit, and I'm just like, that was so corny. Like, it's like, Izzy is the coolest corny guy I think I've ever seen. I, I think it works, yeah. Like, and I, and I fucks with Izzy heavy. Like, I fucks with Izzy heavy, but he is corny as shit by accident sometimes. Okay, so what do you, if, if he loses, do you think they give him an immediate rematch? Because he's in a weird situation where it's like he's been a pretty successful champion at that weight class, probably mm-hmm. to the point where most times you'd get an immediate rematch. But he's also in a, as far as I'm aware, like pretty, there's no precedent for like being on a losing streak and still being the champion, really. Because, like, it it would have been if Connor had gone back and fought at featherweight after the first Nate one, something like that. But, like, none of those things happened. I think Izzy, I think that they would, I don't think they would give him an immediate rematch because, rematch because they have other African champions they can sell. That sounds terrible, but I think that's really a part of the case. I think that the fact that his teammates have other belts, I think helps the fact that I'm like, well, you know, I mean, we'll give this to somebody else. You you get a bounce back fight and then we'll give you a title shot. I think that they might even try to set him up with like some type of legendary fight that doesn't really make sense. But I can see him randomly like I can see them trying to get like a I'm not saying it's going to happen. I don't want this to happen. Them really working hard to get a GSP Izzy with no title one on the line because they don't want Izzy. They don't want GSP to ever come back and win a title. And I think that was part of the Khabib thing. I think it was like, you cannot, if you happen to be Khabib, which we don't think it's going to happen, but if you do that, you're not taking another belt and just walking away. We're not having this shit. We're not doing this again. And I think that that's where it gets weird because Izzy doesn't have anybody in, in, in his weight class that he needs to fight because he's beat everybody who he needed to fight at this point in time. Yeah, like so the only you, one that he hasn't fought that's like in that top echelon is Till. But like Till's on a losing streak. Yeah, so he don't need to fight him. So it's like one of those things right. where 
I think they will try to make Izzy. You know what's funny? I'm making this up. I'm making everything up. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Izzy lost, he's the first UFC fighter that they start doing catch weights for. Like where he could just fight guys who have big names who might not be in his weight class. It might be a little bit bigger, but he's a little smaller. And be like, yo, let's see what happens. Let's go back to those old UFC days where we're matching a bigger guy with a smaller guy, but we're going to have some type of sanction rules. Because I think that that's what the UFC is really missing. I don't think titles need to be on the line for those types of fights. That's more of a legacy. In a weird way, I think that Floyd Logan uh, bout might hurt that. Because like Dana White, well... I, I, I'm going to say what I'm about to say with the understanding that Dana White has gone back on his word more than a number of times. Pay the man, uh, Dana. Pay the man, Dana. Uh, but, you know, he was very, he was like, that's a ridiculous show. Like, we, we're never going to do that in the UFC. Which fight? Like, just like different sizes. And like, he's like, we're never doing that again. See, but, but I think that I think you missed the catch weight. Or part. do you mean, yeah, you mean like actual catch weight rules? Like, yeah. we we're gonna meet at yeah. 192. You okay. got it. Yeah, you got to meet it there. So, like, technically, you're fighting a bigger dude, but like, the catch weight is you got to come down and he has to move up. Like, that's just what it's gonna be. And I think that that could be dope. Like, I think that that opens the door for Izzy to fight a bunch of legends who are past their prime, but can still probably knock a motherfucker out. I think that that opens the door for him to fight champions without losing the titles so that you can't be like, Izzy's a light heavyweight champion, but he didn't fight a light heavyweight. Like, no, he beat this guy in a fight. Like, we're going to do stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I think Izzy, because of his body Izzy size. versus Rumble. Body. What about Rumble? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That'd be worrisome. Um, like, stuff like that, I think, could be interesting because UFC doesn't do catchweights. And I think that that will open the door to have actually bigger. 165 belt. Or bigger women stars. Because these mm-hmm. the women stars are like, there's some amazing, like if Joanna, if you could say Joanna, you can gain five pounds. Weighing at 122. Probably will crush, but like at the current weight, still an amazing fighter, but there's so many sharks in that water that is like, we need to like broaden this all out a little bit. You know what I mean? Like even if there's no belt, but there's still big money. I don't think people care about the belt. I think they care about the fact they get pay-per-view points. I think that's all it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you look at Poirier. He handed the belt over to fight Connor. Yeah. So I think that if you if you were able, because UFC do, does no catchweight fights, I think that if you were able to do catchweight fights, you have so many dope, crazy matchups you can make that you couldn't make in a division because people don't fight in the same division unless they randomly. Imagine how many Max Holloway fights we can get if there was catchweights. He'll be fighting at 165. <laughs> He'll be fighting DC. <laughs> yeah, the daddest man on the planet finally comes through. You know what I mean? Like that—that that could be amazing. That could be really, really amazing. And and I think that, I think that they put so much. And I get it. I get why they do it. But they put so much emphasis on their championships that they don't care about anything. It's like they really don't care about rankings. So they they put the number two against the number ten. I'm like, how does this make sense? Well, whatever. Like, they but, but they got champions facing like number eight. It do, yeah, it doesn't really matter. So if the championship is all you care about then start divisions without championships. Like, these are the catchweight divisions. There are no championships, but you get paid. Just steer into, like, yeah, we're making money prize fights. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, it gives, you know, which Dana will hate, uh, gives the fighters more power to, to dictate the matchups. Be like, yeah, no, I'm really not interested in fighting for the belt. I'm interested in fighting for that pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. And but also Dana's going to be like, well, that makes more money for me. And I was about to say that, and on the flip side of that too, it makes more money for for Dana, but it also allows you to not have to cancel so many fights. So if you knew that like you're fighting at 160, but the guy's overweight, 
Belt's not on the line. The other guy can get rehydrated to 165. Get this shit going. We're good. Let's keep it going. Period. Instead of it being, oh, you got dock you got dat, uh dock 40% of your purse, you can't get the belt, but you still gotta strength down like that. Shit is kind of whacked to me. Like it is like it is what it right, is. And, and Dana, you know, because we know you're listening, you can just give us three, four percent of the pay-per-views each. Uh when those are getting into the millies, you know, something like I'll take yeah. it. You know, and I'll I'll chip us off a brick. Is, I prefer if mine's is post tax yours, but you know, we can work on those logistics if we really need. So yeah, we can we can talk contracts. Fly us out to Vegas. We'll go to the Apex. We'll iron the details out. All right, so I guess we we can end right here. So, um, at what weight does the King of Cringe fight somebody like Shevchenko? Which weight are we talking about? Uh What what would Shevchenko be willing to drop to? Like one twenty two. Uh, you have to make Henry go smaller. <laughs> Henry Cejudo. I also want Henry Cejudo at one sixty five or one sixty versus Colby Covington having to cut more weight. Hmm. That's also an interesting one too because we haven't heard anything about Colby in a long time, which is very interesting, but. Whatever. The cringe crown on the line. Forget a belt. Ooh, the cringe crown on the line. I like that. I like that. And Bisbing has to call that fight. Yeah. It's be a lot of shit talk. It's going to be so no, much I, no. I, all I want is just a soundboard. I, I just want to just, I want, uh, who, who do I want? Yeah, I want Michael Bisping pressing the buttons. And it's just Joe Rogan yelling, oh, head kick as they're wrestling. And uh, Mike Goldberg yelling, uh, leg kick to the midsection, um, and I, I and then just just pressing DC saying Thug Rose over and over and over again. I'm all in. I I will order that pay per view, Dana. Just don't pay the man that time. <laughs> and that has been our communist podcast. Everybody enjoy the rest of your nights, rest of your days. Bet on these fights. You're probably gonna lose your money because there are no good lines. Um and let's hope Izzy bring this out. We all believe he is. We've been, and just we've remember, been pretty on point with our UFC picks recently, even though we haven't been announcing them to people. Yep. Um, and the Sixers will win the championship, even though Rudy Gobert should not be defensive player of the year, and Nikola Jokic should not be MVP. But you forget, know, forget yeah. all that. The thing that everyone needs to remember: Mussolini, bad. That's not what you said before the podcast, though. <laughs> You can't, you can't rain on my parade today. I got my clear card. I'm, I'm good to go. I'm putting it in my wallet. We yeah, out. That, that means that you don't care if Mussolini was good or bad. No, Larry cares. We out. <laughs>